Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, friends, and happy She Built This Podcast Day. That's what day it is, right? (laughs) Just kidding. Every day She Built This Day for me, so I just assume that it is for everybody. Um, but no, I, I'm sure you're not as obsessed as I am. That's okay too. I'm going to back away now and calm down. All right. If you have been around here for any amount of time and listening to this show, you know that each month I choose themes for the podcast and for the She Built This group on the whole. So I want to tell you what I chose for the month of September. I chose the theme of leadership. Now, I chose this theme because I had a bunch of great podcasts lined up that are leaders in one way or another and have something to say about leadership. But after I chose it, I was like, oh my God, why on earth did I choose leadership and how do I get out of this? Because here's the thing, like I don't know... You know, there's people that speak and train specifically on leadership. That person is not me. I know what it means to be a leader, but I don't even really like talking about that or saying I am a leader. I mean, I say I'm the leader of She Built This, but like, what does it even mean to be a leader? Um, So I kept going back and forth on it. And then I'm like, wait, maybe it's even kind of a boring theme. Like nobody wants to listen to this. But then I had another idea. I was like, okay, here's how I'll make it related I will tie in how all different leaders are can show up in their content. And then that just sounded even more complicated. So then I came up with another idea. I was like, wait a minute. How about I introduce each guest this month? I talk about the types of leadership and how they can exhibit it in their content. And I'll say what kind of leader my guest is. And then obviously with all of that, my head was like really spinning. So Here's what I decided to do. Here we are. Instead of the theme of leadership this month, there is no theme. I mean, it's not technically true, but here's what we're going to do. We are going to have a theme of diving in to some of the various things and just engage, I guess, in general curiosity and exploration in the world of entrepreneurship and leadership. Like what's going on behind the scenes? Because There's a lot of things we don't talk about that really go on when you are a business owner, when you are an entrepreneur, and I want to shed some light on these things. So, and this is the great thing about being a leader, being a business owner, you get to read the room, you get to make choices, you get to pick directions, goals, visions, and you also get to choose when to pivot a little bit or change it up using your gut, brain, heart, or any combination thereof. So themeless we go into the month of September. And needless to say, it could be an interesting ride. But I imagine you're good for it because you just went on that whole entire roller coaster ride from my brain and you survived just fine. Um, The other fun part of this themeless month is that anytime you hear in my guest interviews this month when I say the theme of the month is leadership, you can give yourself three points and see how many points you have at the end of the month. 
So with all that backstory, I wanted to start by sharing something that I recently asked in the She Built This group, which kind of sparked this whole shift. Um, if you don't know what She Built This is yet, it is a group, it is an online women's entrepreneurship community that I lead that is focused on helping women achieve their dreams, grow their businesses, and it is the space that gives them room to do this, the tools and the resources and the connections they need. And yes, it is also this podcast, of course, um, but it's a group. It's a it's a true, tangible thing that you can join and engage in. We also have community events and opportunities to dive in, collaborate, and network with other members. So I invite you, if, if this is your first time hearing about it and you are a woman entrepreneur or a woman professional, I would invite you to learn more about it at shebuiltthis.org and join us. So back to the question I was recently, I recently posed to the group. I asked, what is something that we go through as business owners and entrepreneurs that you don't think people talk about openly enough? And there were a lot of great answers, things such as mental health, money, cash flow, the overall instability, the constant self-doubt, the spiraling once or twice a week, the truth behind charging your worth, uh, feeling worthy, boundaries, fear of failure, and the list goes on. And I really love that people were so honest and brought all of these things up into light and what they and and shared what they really want brought up and more light shed on too. And so one thing I want to share with you is that, you know, I want to be a leader in that. Like I want to open up some of these topics for discussion and the conversations around them. And I think so often these are the things that we either think we're going through alone or feel like we're going through alone, or maybe sometimes we actually are going through them alone. Um, I notice I have a lot of these tougher conversations with my loyal confidants and my friends, but I think that there's some real room for us all as a community to share thoughts and stories on these things from the trenches or having just gone through them and now with the wisdom of the experience going forward, right? So I do have some things I'm preparing for you, both with upcoming guests and just thoughts of my own that I think is going to help to open up some doors so we can start going down this path together. Um, but today, I want to introduce someone who is always game for a curiosity chat, a hard conversation, and busting through some of the things that women entrepreneurs struggle with, in many cases, in silence. Jamie Chapman is my guest today, and she is the owner-founder of Cheekbook Creative and consults with small and medium-sized women-owned companies. She has experience in systems, processes, accountability, leadership, and project management. Jamie has a really um, deep understanding of how the brain works and what's going on in the mind of a creative entrepreneur, and she takes a really multifaceted approach to problem solving. Jamie and I met through a small grapevine of Facebook groups, proof that you can meet people on Facebook, and the way it started was uh, she and Shannon Giordano, who's also been on my podcast, who is also a She Built This member, approached me for like a Coffee Connect conversation at the end of 2021 because they kind of wanted to know like, hey, what is the deal with She Built This? And then from there, Jamie has just completely dove right in, 
dived right in. Um, From our initial chat, she has become a peer group leader. She has participated really actively in the community. She's been to several of our events and she's become a great friend. Um, So I've had the opportunity to do Jamie's mind sweep mapping personally, which we do talk about a little bit in today's show. And Jamie and I are collaborating in October for a CEO Your Content Day. What is this CEO Your Content Day you speak of, Emily? Now, you know I am a huge fan of CEO days and carving out time to just work on you and your business. And I actually did a whole entire episode on that. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes, but I'm very, very passionate about CEO days. And actually, the day that I am recording this intro, I am having a much needed CEO day of my own. So the CEO Your Content Day is one part CEO day and one part content. It's a collaborative workshop with me and Jamie that will combine the practice of mind sweep mapping and also active content creation. So we are really going to like walk away planning and creating that day. We start by mapping out and generating tons of ideas which are unique to your business. And then we get really clear on who you're saying it to, how that impacts how you say it, and we'll walk through like organizing your content into a strategy that you can keep pace with, you can keep consistent with. And then like also one of my greatest passions is, and you probably know that if you listen to this podcast often, is coming up with stories of your own that you can share that will reach the hearts and minds of the clients you want to attract. I'm I'm watching somebody who recently went through my master uh, marketing Momentum Lab, and she has been sharing more and more stories, and they are, it is a beautiful thing to watch. I am loving it. So we're going to get into that at this CEO Your Content Day. Plus, we're going to dive into like, if there is something that's holding you back from showing up, we're going to dive into it and talk about it. Make it talk aboutable. Um, that is not my phrase. I think that's Marie Forleo's. Um, all right. So CEO Your Content Day is going to be Milford in Milford, New Hampshire on October 21st from 10 to 3 p.m. There is an early bird special. So if you sign up before October 30, October 1st, if you sign up by September 30th, you will save $40. And I will make sure the link to that is in the show notes. I would love to answer any questions you have about it. So never hesitate to reach out and send me an email. I'm really looking forward to this collaboration with Jamie and bringing this opportunity to both of our communities. We do talk briefly about this event in our episode, as well as some of the out of the box ways that Jamie approaches things in her own business and with her own community, um, why she started in the first place, why she's so passionate about what she does. And of course, I always love to people ask people what their unpopular opinion is, which in this case is a truth that Jamie believes is not talked about enough in the entrepreneurial space. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of my life and community. And I hope that you love this conversation with Jamie Chapman as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Hello, Jamie, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I am excited for this one. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's start with 
your story time. I love hearing the backstory of like how people got into what they do, what brought them here today. Um, maybe a little bit about what, like what it means to you to be doing the work that you do. So take it away. Excellent. Well, I think it starts with, you know, I've been working for other people's businesses for a really long time. And I started to recognize the pattern that I would step into these businesses and work my way to the top and be running them and um, kind of work my way out of growth within those companies. Um, So I started my own photography business when my boys were young, ran that business for a while, really enjoyed that as a creative. Um, It was an interesting outlet for me and I got to be creative every day. And my experience in accounting and bookkeeping allowed me to do my own books and that made me kind of special. Um, really enjoyed running that for a while and then started to work for a local uh, regional food manufacturing facility. So it was 133,000 square feet of raw material to finish product. And I learned quite a bit there, sales, marketing, distribution, hospitality, bookkeeping, had my hands kind of in a little bit of everything and uh, did again what I do is go in, go to the top, and kind of work myself out of it. COVID was a pivot for me. It helped me realize that in reflection, I had been all along doing it for other people, and it was time to do it for myself. And I thought it was going to be super simple to just work from home and do books for people. And that's where the name ChickBook comes from. It's a playoff of QuickBooks. It's been my lifelong experience of working for companies. And I learned really quick as I jumped into this uh, female entrepreneurial world that that wasn't what I was here to do. I was actually here to change the world, um, support women in business, and help them get their creative ideas out into the world, making them money. Okay. I want to dive into, first of all, I love the play on QuickBook with ChickBook. Um, And when you say change the world, like what does that mean to you to be helping women make money, to be helping women business owners? I think that it comes a little bit from my personal story. I had put myself in a um, financially desperate situation, Uh, found myself on my own with Um, twins that were three years old and not having any source of my own income or own um, financial backbone to support these kids and having to do it uh, from the bottom up. um, Really, I became passionate about being financially independent, making my own money, making the money that I was worth. And I started to see women in business not charging enough uh, not um, valuing their their gifts or their uh, abilities. And I'm able to take the kind of black and white of business with the creative knowledge and my history and blend those two things together to help them be more financially stable for themselves. And I think that there are not nearly enough um, people speaking to our worth, right? Like how much we charge and that it's not, it has nothing to do with your value as a person. Right. And there's this, I mean, you know, you you hear the term imposter syndrome a lot of places and comfort zone and whether you should stay in it or stay out of it. And I really like to meet women where they're at. I, I do believe that 
there are times we as entrepreneurs need to kind of step off that ledge and really take a leap and and belief in ourselves, but we can do it in a, in a kind way to ourselves where we're Mm -hmm. at showing up, um, being ourselves and delivering it in a way that does feel comfortable. Um, so I want to take a little bit of a, a little bit of a side road and then we'll come back to these topics. Um, I know that recently you had an experience with the program Leadership Metro West, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, but I'm curious to know, like, what made you decide to do that? And then what an experience like that, what that kind of program looked like for you and how that helped you uh, grow your own skills even more? Wonderful question. Uh, Leadership Metro West has been on my radar for a couple of years. A friend introduced me to the program. It is local just to the communities that are surrounding me in the area that I'm in. And it is based on a positive leadership platform. I think that the reason why it never worked out for me to be a part of it was because I was meant to go through this year's class. Uh, So during COVID, they were not able to run a Leadership Metro West class, and it was the first time, I think, in over 30 years that they were not able to do it at all. But they took that time to take a step back and realize that being a leader requires a deep understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that wasn't part of their training. So they took that year to develop that program and included it in this year's class. So we were the inaugural class that was taking not only the positive leadership platform, but it also including the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that was really important and special to me as a woman in business. What do you think your biggest like gain from the program? Well, first of all, was it a free program or um, is this a paid experience? It is a paid experience, but the value far outweighs the cost. And the community and alumni that you are left with once you graduate is a lifelong uh, gift in return. Um, and for people listening, there are there are these programs, Leadership New Hampshire, for example, Leadership Monadnock, they exist in many different pockets. So it's kind of just about going into, into your search engine and looking up for a leadership program like local to your area. Um, so I think it's really helpful when, when considering like what you might need in your business or in your life to take your leadership skills to the next level. Like this might be the kind of opportunity that you want to seek out. Um, so I guess to that point, what would you say, Jamie, is like something you'd recommend for someone going behind you in a similar program? I think the most meaningful thing for me that or my takeaway was the ability to sit in a room with uh, like-minded men and women of different backgrounds and having very challenging, difficult hard conversations to help frame alternate perspectives of life in general. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think about this question a lot um, as a leader of a community, and I know you're the leader of a community as well, as well as just being leaders in our lives, right? What does that word leadership, what does it mean to you to be a leader? Such a challenging question. Yeah, because I think I think we understand um, that we are leaders 
And we can, from the outside, see that we we walk into a room and we're able to help people gather and organize and unite and, and build community within that. But I don't know that I would like sign my name like Jamie Chapman, comma, leader. <laughs> it feels like such an innate thing within me that... Um, just doesn't define me in that way. Like I don't need to be in the front of the room. Not that there's anything wrong with people that love to be in the front of the room or speak or whatever, but it just, I can do what I do from the back of the room too. Yeah. I think it's really important to, to understand that leadership can take many, many different forms. It can take a quiet, um, like you said, like somebody sitting in the back of the room, somebody facilitating the other conversations. So here's my next question to jump off of that, because I I would agree with you. Like if you were to say like, I'm actually trying to get more comfortable saying that I'm the leader of She Built This because it's not something I would say either. Um, But like you, it's sort of just like innately inside of me. Like I even think back to some of the situations when I was a kid and how I I would just like organize the thing, you know, (laughs) like, here's what we're all doing today. And everyone was like, yes, we shall do it. (laughs) Um, So I'm wondering if you feel that the word leadership and the word community are like intertwined with one another. And if so, what that, what that changes about that word leader and that perspective of that word leader. I don't think it's true for everyone that they are two separate things. I think for me, they are one in the same. When I think about building a community, I I really want that one-on-one experience with every single person that's in there. I want to relate to them. I want to understand them. I want to know their story. I don't just want to tell them what to do or how to do it. I want to come from a place of really knowing who they are. Um, But as a leader, I know that I have the tools that I need to help organize people in a way that will then build that community. So I think for me, it's it's one in the the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I as you were saying that I was kind of thinking back to those childhood occasions and thinking like that is not really how I would choose to do leadership now. Like leadership for me is more about cultivating the community and being a part of the community just as much as I am the one that like creates the container for it. Um back then I was just like here's what we're doing kids. <laughs> so, totally different approach. Well, in my time in leadership Metro West, I know that I can sometimes walk into a room and take control of it if and when I need to. And I really, it was humbling for me to walk into a room full of people that were like me. And I really wanted to sit back and listen and learn. But when it came, so each each year, we have a project that we're asked to do as a group. And it doesn't have to be the whole class. We can break up into different groups. And we did. We broke off into three groups. And I was leading uh, a group with Shannon Giordano of Serendipity Social Media because we were taking this, we were taking Leadership Metro S onto Instagram to with a hashtag DEI in motion to bring awareness to local, um, diverse businesses in our area 
um, on social media to like give them the platform of free marketing essentially. And it was interesting because I was trying to, I was trying so hard to like sit back on my hands and not take charge of the situation, but nobody was stepping up. (laughs) You know, there were people that were talking and they had ideas, but nobody was like organizing them and forming them into a way that we could take actionable steps. And that's literally like something I could do in my sleep. Yeah. And I think that goes back to leadership taking different forms and all of us having different strengths within that same big, 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 huge word. So, um, okay. I want to talk a little bit about how you do support people in your community. Like you just talked about like taking ideas and, and getting them into action. So let's talk about some of the things that you're doing. I love that you're doing a lot of out of the box things. Like you have this weekly community coffee chat that you host on Monday mornings at eight. Um, So let's, let's talk through them separately, but like, what does that look like? It started as a way for me to really get to know women entrepreneurs in business and what they were struggling with. You know, I was, I love your statement of like building a business alongside of us because I, I feel that to my core. Right. So I wanted to understand what they were struggling with, um, how the things that, that were working and the things that weren't working. So I developed, you know, was, we were still in a pandemic. So I developed this online coffee chat at eight o'clock and people would just come and we would chat and I would get to know them and build a sense of community and understanding and really learn. And as much as I may have helped them, they really helped me define where I wanted to be, what I wanted to be doing. And just this year, I've rebranded that to Curated Conversations because I realized that the women that I were attracting, the women that I am attracting, want to have really in-depth, deep conversations about big words. And I could just geek about that all day long. So uh, last month's theme was perspective. Um, We really dug deep and I got geeky about the brain and how the brain works and seeing other people's point of views and, and how like, I like to take a whole person approach to being in business. Yeah. I mean, it is a whole, we are whole people, you know, and at the end of the day, when things are happening in our personal lives, in our emotional lives, in our, uh, interpersonal lives, it affects our business. So, and it affects how we show up. So, and not to mention like things happening globally and nationally as well. Um, okay. So then, okay. So the other thing is one thing I want to say, which you do really well and, and I know that you hold this belief alongside me is you are consistent. Okay. You're very consistent with having that weekly coffee, uh, curated conversation and people have come to rely on that. And I think that that is another attribute of leadership that you are going to show up. Like even if you're having a bad Monday morning, you're still going to be there. And I, I think that's a huge piece that a lot of people miss is that consistency piece. So I just want to say great job. Like, I don't know how many people were at your first coffee chat. There may have been two, Um, but you, you kept trying it and showing up and now you have like a very well attended weekly event. 
Yeah, you know, and Emily, I'm realizing as you reflect that back to me that I think it comes from raising my children, um, that neurodiverse uh, mind that I'm dealing with. They need that trust factor within me to know that I'm going to be there to support them even when it's hard, uh, even when it doesn't look pretty, even when it's a challenging day, uh, I am going to be there and we can talk about whatever they need to talk about, however they need to talk about it in a way that makes them feel comfortable. Uh, so I think that I do, I'm very passionate about consistency and routine, and I've worked very hard to learn how to, uh, to ground myself and ground others in ways to help them feel comfortable when they feel unsettled, when things are out of structure or out of routine, how to help regulate themselves to keep control of their brain. I think just like tying this into leadership and community, I mean, I said this in a Facebook Live earlier today, like to me, a huge piece of the meaning of community is trust, like mm. being able to trust the people that you are with and that they are going to be there to support you and that they're going to be loyal. So really love that. Uh, reframing the word consistency to trust. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps. It kind of helps no matter what you apply it to, you know? Um, okay. So the other thing that I think is super cool, I mean, you have two more really unique offerings that I just want to like highlight and, and give you a little shower of love for, but also help people see that there are so many out of the box ways to support your community and people that you're serving. So the other thing that you have recently started doing is um, if folks aren't familiar, there's an app called Marco Polo and it's kind of like a video. Let's say it's sort of like a video version of Voxer. Um, so you can watch somebody's video and then they could potentially reply to you in video. So you've collaborated with two other business owners and talk to me a little bit about like what you're doing every day through that app? So I, we're calling that the 1% daily or the 1% shift, uh, kind of going back to your consistency and trust piece that we believe that 1% one moving forward in the direction of your goal every day is going to bring you where you need to go. I'm collaborating with Virginia Labasi and Robin Thomas after really deep discussions about how were feeling. We were feeling really unsettled and not grounded. And in my research of the thinking about the amount of information that we take in on a day-to-day -day basis, it was something like 83 newspapers <laughs> that, you know, if you're referencing like the 80s when we would read newspapers, we have so much content flowing in that it's um, short wiring our nervous system. The news every day is unsettling. The stuff on social media is unsettling. You're hearing all these marketing messages. You just don't know which way is up, which way to go. And then as a business owner, there's all these shoulds. I should have a lead magnet. I should have a marketing funnel. I should be showing up on social media 10 times a day. I should, I should, I should, I should. And we're fried. <laughs> we are absolutely fried. So we are using a method of really making mental fitness just as important as physical fitness. It is so important to get out into the world and the nature, um, move your body and be in a natural setting. 
we also feel that mental fitness is just as important. And it starts with uh, learning how to ground yourself when you're feeling unsettled. So that's been the beginning. So we show up, um, I'm the morning person cause I'm the early riser. So in the morning I'm bringing a technique and working through and teaching you a way to ground yourself in 30 second increments. And in the afternoon, Virginia comes in with a different tool. And in the evening, Robin comes in with kind of reflection on the day and how to really ground yourself to prepare yourself for rest it's so important to take these breaks more times during the day and these short bursts than it would be to um, meditate for an hour. You know, meditating is, is a wonderful process and it is good for us. But when you think about the day-to-day lives that we're living right now, it's really hard to carve out an hour of time. So these are 30 second to two minute videos, three times a day, you take them in when you want, how you want, and they're just helping you ground yourself and bring you back to the present moment. And one of my guests who I know is a mutual friend, um, Terry Hamilton, she talks about how important it is like mindfulness throughout our day is just as impactful as like you said, like that hour long meditation. Um, So I love that you're doing that and we'll make sure we include like a link to be able to get into that. If that's something that you're like, Ooh, I need that three time a day reminder and support and accountability. Uh, there will be a link to join that Marco Polo. You do, you just have to simply download the app and then you can participate that way. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, okay. And the last thing I really just want to point some attention to is, something else unique you're doing. Like, I think your, your theme is like out of the box. Um, but something else unique you're doing is mind sweep mapping. And I've had the honor of being able to experience this firsthand twice now. Um, and so I just want to have you talk a little bit about what that is, what that process looks like and why it works. Okay. So we're getting super geeky. I uh, am very passionate about how the brain works. I have educated myself quite a bit with identical twins that have executive functioning challenges. It's a passion of mine to support them and help them be really good humans in the world and find ways to use their neurodiverse brain um, in a way that can function out there where the, the rest of the world just functions on its own. Uh, mind sweep mapping is not a new technique. Um, it is idea mapping or mind mapping, but I read the book and I was like, this is what I'm called to do because it blends the way that our brain naturally works to come up with creative ideas. And I see the world as a creative. When I look at things, I still have that photographer's eye. I still have the imposter syndrome and insecurity of being a creative that, you know, is this good enough? Are people going to like this? Oh my good, like, who am I? Um, And this gave a way for all of those creative ideas to come out. And then I'm able to use the logical part of my brain and the organizational skills that I have to really help people take those pieces, put them together in a way that makes sense for them. And they can leave with Um, like a roadmap, an actual visual, tactile uh, direction of how to get to their goal. 
And I recently did one with a lovely woman, Emily Otterman. She's an artist. And I reminded her that just because she has this map that's telling her how to get where she wants to go, that she can take shortcuts and detours and she's going to come across traffic (laughs) accidents and she's going to learn and grow from each of these things that she takes. Um, But she has this thing that she can really take five steps back and look at the whole picture and decide which way she wants to go. It was a super helpful process for a creative and a business person. I agree. And there's so many things like just to give ideas of what you could map about. You could map with on a particular struggle or decision that you're trying to make in your business. You could map on your content. You could map on something personal going on in your personal life. Um, But what I found was extremely helpful because I do a lot of like I would do what I would have said was this before, right? I'm like, oh, I do that, you know, but mine is just simply a brain dump. What yours helps you do, I think, is ask some of the questions that you didn't even know you would have to ask yourself or you didn't even know were going to be like down the road because you are kind of bringing in like this consulting, like, okay, I can also help to foresee some of that traffic and maybe tell you to go a different way if that's, if that's what's going to be best and easiest for you. So if that's the way you want to go, otherwise maybe you want to go the way with the traffic because it has the best ice cream stops along the way, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I think there's something, once people start to really open up and let those creative ideas I can see the almost the speed bumps in the potholes and ask them the questions to maybe help them avoid going over them too fast or blowing out a tire. Um, but if that's the way they want to go, we could I can meet them where they're at and we can find a way to make that work as once I know what their their main goal or priority is, it becomes very clear to me um, once I see that larger picture. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for like really putting together a lovely um, set of offerings that is unique, you know, and it isn't like, you know, I'm always preaching about not doing things the way that everybody else is doing. And I think you've really done that. And I think I love that you're taking chances on some of these things, like even if they're not the norms or they're not popular, like you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it consistently. And then if it doesn't work, I'll pivot accordingly. But Exactly. I mean, it was the same with my, you know, everybody kept saying you need a lead magnet, you need a lead magnet. And I just got so frustrated with the word magnet. Like I'm not trying to magnetize anyone. Like I want people that want to sign up for my email content, like to actually want the content. I don't, I don't need that number to say anything. I, I just want people to get what they want, how they want it. And um, so I had to come up with a unique way to to do that. And as you know, like I, I wrote a Mad Lib and people can fill out a form and I send them this personalized Mad Lib and they, they don't have to sign up for my email. They can still just get the Mad Lib because it's fun. I have so many thoughts on lead magnets. We won't get into that right now. Um, it's funny. I, I created mine. It's a guide to like podcast pitching. And I created mine simply because I was like, I just feel like writing this guide on podcast pitching. And I was like, I guess I'll put it on my website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I have many thoughts. We won't get into that now because I want to hear what your unpopular opinion is or like what you see out there in the online marketing world or maybe in the coaching world or 
maybe in your personal life that just you're like, no, please just stop. How long do we get to talk, Emily? I mean, (laughs) we can have a part two. Um, Well, I think I would share that when I was kind of going through my personal process of, okay, I've left this job and what do I want to do with my life? What am I feeling called to do? I had a lot of people that were really close to me say, you would make a really wonderful life coach. And because I'm open to just about anything, I started reading and learning and listening and involving myself in that like world to see what does this look like? Does this align with what I want to do? And I think that life coaching can be a really valuable gift and skill um, and tool for people that need it. But I realized very quickly it wasn't for me. And But then I'm like super frustrated that I think technically you would call what I do business coaching. But when I started to dig into that world, I didn't like what I saw as far as how people in that arena were marketing themselves because that didn't align with my values. And I think that's, I can't kind of came up with my own term because I, that's how I do things outside of the box. And I call myself a creative consultant because I do have that business experience. And am I doing business coaching? For sure. Am I doing some life coaching? Absolutely. But I just felt like that I didn't want to align with that term. Um, I think it's very un, unregulated out there. It's like the Wild West, and I just didn't want to be a part of that. So I struggle with that. Do you have any one marketing um one marketing tactic within the world it doesn't need to be specific to coaching but that you just don't agree with okay i'm going to get my soapbox out yeah here you go we'll get up there together <laughs> um i think it's a the money piece i really struggle with the you can make $10,000 in 3 mm-hmm. months or you can um be a millionaire by the end of the year. It just feels so, you know, it's not reality. It's not how business works. And if you're not in it for the long game and you're not in it for the actual business aspect of it, like if you're just doing it as a hobby, that is okay. Um, I believe there is something out there for everyone. And if that, if that's how you want to spend your time, I think that's beautiful. But I just don't like when that some of that marketing preys on the fight or flight or fear that women have and insecurity they have around making money. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation around money in general in the online space. You know, like nobody is breaking it down for you what that seven figures really looks like. Like they're not saying, well, this is how much I have to pay my operations manager and this is how much I have to pay my podcast producer. And so it there is a lot of misinformation out there around money and I'm with you. I'm in it for the long game. Um, of course, I'm super passionate about what I do. Um, but it's also, it's, it's the path I've chosen for a long, long time until otherwise determined. (laughs) And there's, Um, there's a cost associated with doing business that you need to consider. You know, you could say, I'd like to go out and be a content writer and that's what you go off to do. But there's so many costs associated with doing that, that you, you have to take those into consideration uh, before you know what you can charge. 
Um, and then there's also like, what is a million dollars? Does a million dollars bring you happiness? Does it bring you freedom? It may for some people, but it really, one of the things I tell my children is they prepare to, they're going into their junior year at a local technical school. You know, they're like, well, I need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And it's like, well, for what though? Like, do you want a half a million dollar house or do you want to live in a nice, like humble home down by the river? Uh, you know, it depends on the lifestyle that you want. So the dollar figure, I don't know. It's just, it's, it help me out with the word, Emily. It's I'm- well, I'll give you an example of somebody that I saw recently. She told me, um, candidly that she was a serial inheritor so she had inherited half a million dollars several times in her life crazy like when I think about that I'm like that's a lot (laughs) and she was some she was some of the most unhappy she has ever been when she had that much money because she had problems managing the money so they're just it's just so big you know it just is so much more than just the dollar amounts that that influencers and marketers and coaches and all of these people are putting into that online space, like trying to tell you kind of like trying to make you feel like crap really so that you'll buy their product so that you'll buy their next $25 course that is helping fuel that, that vacation that they're on in Fiji right now. (laughs) Right. Right. So, okay. That's fun. We can put our soapboxes away now. (laughs) I just, all right, let's talk about like a nice, super positive takeaway, like a one action step that people could take right now that you think would just help to maybe get them to the next level or to get, or maybe to get some of those ideas out of their head and into a like more action step form. I think one uh, tool that I find super helpful for women in business and especially creatives and I, like you had said, like brain dump or mind, but I use mind sweep. Um, it just, it's more pleasant sounding, but when you're having, I, I, it's a daily practice of really sweeping the brain and getting all of your ideas out, but also like your zones of genius are going to pop in when you're in the shower, when you're listening to a podcast, when you're walking down the street. And it's important to have a tool that works for you to capture those ideas so you can go back to what you were doing. Because if you're in the middle of, say, writing a proposal for someone, you don't have time to go after that shiny creative idea, you need to put it down somewhere. So I'm always reminding people that cognitively, you're so afraid of losing that idea that you hold on to it and you can't function. We are not multitaskers. We're not good at it. Um, So you just need a process, a place to put ideas down, and then a process of where you're going to keep those ideas so you can go back to them when you have the time. Love that. I used to have these things called aqua notes in my shower. It was like perfect for capturing shower (laughs) thoughts. And I'm a little offended that you don't like my term brain dump, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'll get get you saying mind sweeping before the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to make that transition. I think it won't be too hard. Um, Okay. Let's get into my, my most fun part, which is the rapid roundup. Um, My first question for you is what are you reading right now? I don't think I know the answer to that. I am reading think again by Adam Grant. 
and I'm going to have so many thoughts on my curated conversation around this book. I might have to talk about it for three months. It's such a good book. I feel like every single graphic he puts in there too is like an entire world in and of itself. So I love Confident that. humility. Like I just can't even with the paradox of it. <laughs> um, okay. What does an average weekend look like for you? I'm very routine based and love habits and like things to go the way that they I want them to go. <laughs> um, so I'm very kind of regimented in that like Saturday's my day of play. I believe we all need a day of rest and rejuvenation. And for me, that looks like going to my favorite restaurant, enjoying a delicious cocktail. I'm a little bit of a foodie and get kind of geeky about that too. Um, if I'm going to you know, spend the time, energy, money. I want it to be super delicious. That doesn't mean expensive. It just means delicious. Um, and then Sundays I call my like day of, you know, setting myself up for success. So I'm doing all the mom stuff that I need to do, the laundry, the grocery shopping, the meal planning, the organization. And then I'm doing a lot of administrative stuff for my business to get that out of the way so I can be present and available for my clients during the week. You know what? I think that's another, just like to take it home. I think that's another important thing to remember is sometimes we have to do a little bit of work on the weekends. Um, it doesn't need to be the weekends, but I think that is part of something else that isn't talked enough about in entrepreneurship is like your, your, we, your hours may not always look normal, but they can look like whatever feels right and looks right for you. And with this entrepreneurial lifestyle, like you do have more flexibility in creating what that looks like. So yeah, it's shifting the mindset around it. I mean, I don't schedule any clients on Mondays or Fridays for that reason. I can always yeah. take a client on a Monday or Friday, but I could also not work on a Monday or Friday if I don't yeah. want to, you know, I fill that space as I choose. And I think we just, you know, we're used to that Monday through Friday grind of the eight to five job. And we're fortunate that we don't do that. We, if we want to take a Wednesday off, we can take a Wednesday off. Yep. I was just talking to someone about that this morning. So, all right. Uh, last fun rapid roundup question. And then I'd love to learn how we can find and connect with you online. Where is your next vacation going to be and when? I believe my husband and I are going to travel with my dog, Walter, out to Ohio to visit my husband's parents. Uh, my father-in-law and my husband are going to go to the Ohio State Michigan game. We are Ohio State fans, true and true. Uh, so we're going to drive out there and spend some time with them for Thanksgiving. Fun. That sounds lovely. Walter's first road trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let us all know how we can find and connect with you online so people can learn more about that mind sweep mapping and the Marco Polo and your group and all of the good things. Yeah. So on Facebook, I have a group, Chickbook Creative Back to Business, Facebook and Instagram, Chickbook Creative, my website, is the same chickbookcreative.com and I'm Jamie Chapman on LinkedIn and I do not tweet or TikTok okay. or any of those other things. <laughs> okay, perfect. And I'll make sure there's links to everything so nobody has to remember that. Um, well, thank you so much, Jamie. This was lovely. And I just loved talking about like all the things that you and I talk about on Boxer all the time and now the world gets to hear. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for having me. 
To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.